I wouldn't mind a bit of lipo. Where right. would you get it? Oh, kidneys. I got I got a bit of kidney fat. You mean like on my body or in which which city? <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone. Welcome to the Rooting Around Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. And I'm Ed. And this week we are going to Cambodia. And I just realized I haven't changed since last week. Oh, no, me neither. Oh, We're in the same what are clothes. Chances. Jesus. Three of mm. anyway. I've got a jumper on. <laughs> anyway, Cambodia. Looks absolutely incredible. We haven't been to Southeast Asia for a while, have we? No, not since Thailand. And that was well early. That was on. like a year really? ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think so. We can't yeah, are we counting Indonesia? I'm not counting Indonesia and Southeast Asia. You know, it probably is. It probably is though. Well it is, but I'm not counting it. It's not like <laughs> continental Southeast Asia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or India. We did an episode about Indonesia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, cool. It was, you know, with the, the eBay goblin in the bottle thing. Oh, I thought that Tolerate. was Malaysia. Oh, well, shit, it was. It was Malaysia. Is ah! Malaysia not Southeast Asia, though? Malaysia is, yeah. Well, there you go. We've ah, been shit. plenty of times. Well, that, was, that was ages ago. So long ago that we've forgotten where and when we went there. <laughs> 16 million people. Yeah. I have to do the area. And I have to say, I'm quite excited for this one because, you know, I always do the math. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, I am from Luxembourg and uh, we like to compare sizes. Area, 181,000 square kilometers. That is 69 Luxembourg. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's excellent. And the population is 28 Luxembourg. So you said 16 and almost 16, uh, over 16 and a half. Hang on, go back. <laughs> there you go. Population, you said 16.7 million. I think that's what you said. That's 28 Luxembourgs. Wow, 69 times bigger. Yeah, love it. Love it. Yummy. I would love to have a list of coincidental 69 things. Maybe we can have that as a new section of the podcast. Oh, God. Where's, Find where's something it? about the country that says 69. 69 or 420, we'll accept both. Yeah. Or... Uh, eighty thousand and eighty-five. Our oh, boobies. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Capital city apparently is Phnom Penh. Yeah, not not Phnom or Phnom Phnom Penh. Phnom Penh. Have you been there? No, I'm absolutely dying to go there. Were you it's... close to going? Or... Yeah, when I was um when I was on again my gap year, um I was in Thailand. But it's weird when you're in Thailand. It kind of feels like. Okay, you're going to do Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, or it's Thailand. Cambodia, Vietnam. Yeah. yeah, but it's almost like everyone says it like it's all one country. It's like one or the other. Um, but Cambodia looks beautiful. It's, um, I mean, we were doing a hell of a lot of research for it because that was going to be the first NERPA event. It was yeah. going to be starting basically near Phnom Penh. I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about Thomas Sap. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got a, um, got a little chunk of that. But yeah, beautiful place with a, unfortunately, a little bit dark history, which we'll get to a bit later on. Very yeah. dark history. Um, but I'll, I'll kick you off with some in uplifting. Nice. Well, I've got a few uplifting things. <laughs> First one, Cambodia has been voted as having the best rice in the world, really? ac according to. Some international rice um, objectif objectifying organization. Uncle Ben's. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Ben's. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently they make they make the best rice. Yeah. I'm not sure what makes it the best. I have to go there and find out. 
Do so you have would, any yeah, dishes? That wouldn't surprise you then that the them national food is a curry. Kind of goes well with rice. Yeah. Um, it is called amok. It's a coconut fish curry. Um, so spicy coconut fish curry steamed in banana leaves, which gives it like a mousse-like texture, apparently. Oh, I've seen a video of this. Mousse as in mousse meat or mousse? Mousse, mousse au chocolat. Yeah, like <laughs> mousse au chocolat. <laughs> no, I meant mousse the animal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really tough. How do you know? that, that would be the worst description ever. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to compare this to the one thing that definitely everyone knows. Um, yeah, so mousse like mousse au chocolat like texture, and it's there is like a spice paste that is added to the dish, and I cannot pronounce this. Chrome, K R O E U N G. Chrome, 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 chrome. I don't know, uh, but if you don't have fish, you can replace the fish with uh, chicken tofu or snails. Yeah. Um, so yeah. There, there's there's actually a name for. I hope someone in the comments can remind us what this is. Um, there's a name for a diet which includes insects. It's like or miss me or part or pads something. Mm, no clue. Balls. But, but talk about insects. They eat them. Spiders are not insects, right? Uh, true saying. But they Rackers. do like spiders. They like tarantulas to be specific. Um, and it's got quite a dark history and i think that's kind of well, um, the spiders the the fact that they're eating tarantulas it's like everything in in uh, seems to be at least in cambodia has quite a dark past so they eat tarantulas like as a snack and it's like not just for tourists like it's something they actually love um and they started eating them during the reign of pol pot and they they ate it because uh, other foods were not really available so they wow. start eating tarantulas. But now, Apparently they're really good. Yeah, yeah they now, are really good. But now inse- eating insects is, aside from being like a really sensible way of getting protein like and really like efficient, um, it's super cheap and they eat all, all types of insects. In this buy case... It, buy it by weight. Well, again, spiders are not insects, but... Oh, you're really hammering that point home, aren't you, Ed? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no but I'm like, just making sure people you're gonna know You're going to get a Arachnid Society badge and be like... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but there's always then going to be a comment like, ah, oh, spiders are not insects, actually. Um, but those are actually really expensive and um, they cost $1 each. Well, And people buy them locals, but the minimum wage is $6 per day. So it's really like a massive expense. Uh, but yeah. well, it's like That's going, like, it's like a going to a Costa's here, yeah. It's like a subway scale. It's six spiders a day. Yeah. What's your day rate? 150 spiders. <laughs> That's a good, good rate. rate. Yeah. Um, do you know how they hunt them? How would you hunt a tarantula? I'd find their dens. And then? And try and flush them out. And poke sticks out. down there. Yeah, but then they... Do you flush them out? They just... Come out yeah, of the thing and you stab them. So end. you stab them, and you put a net. No, well, hold on. Let me think. Let me think. How would I actually do this? I think they. Pin, I'd imagine they pin them down, just by their carapace. That's the bit. Yeah. If I'm going to catch an insect, I need to think like an insect. But it's not an insect. It's a spider. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I would do, right, is <laughs> dress as a spider, build right, a net. Now I'd probably. Find then find their 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 den, Warren, whatever. Um, get a bit of um, like drainage tube, 
stick that down and then you've got a funnel situation um then i'd probably try and coax them up the tube probably using some sort of some bait or something like uh looking at that my like ear some, just got itchy like <laughs> some uh, i don't know plunger grapefruit <laughs> yeah grapefruit. oh plunger yeah That's fucking genius yeah have yeah, have like have almost have like a like a gauze. A so gauze. You'd, you'd have like he says. I imagine it's got two ends. So you, <laughs> so Someone gets some that. bellows, and then <laughs> the other end is just it's just fucking tarantulas like firing out at you. You get a baseball, baseball mate again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Flying spiders. You'll you'll be surprised to find that you're wrong. Um, you're the closest, Ashley. Um, you kill them by stabbing them, and then you fill that hole that you created with hot water. Oh, okay. Hot is that how you cook them? I don't know if you also cook them like that, but that's apparently how they. Uh, I kill wouldn't them. want it. I wouldn't want it boiled. I'd want it fried and crispy. Yeah. Well, they 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 say that the legs are pleasantly crunchy. Yeah. Imagine biting into the back end. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Would you have a tarantula? No. Yeah. Okay. 50-50. Let's move there's, on. There's very little <laughs> things that I think I wouldn't try. And Ballot is is the main one. For oh, the is that the yes. what? That's the egg. Ballot, the fertilised egg. I have no clue what that is. Oh, I'll oh, have to mate. save it for the Philippines. Though. It's ah. grim. The grossest looking... It's basically a semi-developed bird inside an egg. And they eat They just steam that. it. And like... The better ones are the ones that are f- like more developed, so they've got a crunchy beak, and like it's it's like a bird with feathers, but oh, cooked inside the egg. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And they like they crack it, and it's got like the soup. So that, yeah. Nah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that's probably one of the only things I wouldn't try. I but the spot the tarantula looks horrendous. I I, it, I, I try would a struggle leg. so much to eat. A tarantula. Just I, I think it looks horrible. I think I reckon, a leg, but the the arse end just looks uh, yeah, hideous. I, I, I imagine I'd it to be juicy inside as well. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't want it. I think you're <laughs> right. Legs with like some sort of sweet chili dip. Oh, I, I was going to say a garlic mayo, but <laughs> an aioli. Do you think garlic um, mayo would be cover anything with that shit? <laughs> or hummus? The fact oh, that it's, God, it's, yeah. it's it's hairy. It's just and they. A defensive thing they do is they rub their legs on their hairs and it comes off and it like makes your eyes itchy and your skin and your and you inhale it. So I don't know what they would do with the hair on it. Maybe it gets burnt when they cook it. I think it's, yeah. Maybe, they, they, maybe they, they, they run a quick blowtorch over it to see yeah, like, like a creme brulee. Like they do with pigs. No, yeah. Tarantula brulee. Nice. Speaking yeah. of um, disgusting foods, um, interesting fact is that Cambodia is one of few is one of the few countries in the world that has never had a McDonald's. Oh, cool. Along along with Ghana and Yemen. Um, some countries have kicked them out, like Iceland and Bolivia. So North Korea's got a Mackey's? Probably North Korea as well. Oh, fuck you, Red. Um, <laughs> what uh, about the Vatican? Oh, they've definitely gone. Mackerton. Yeah, that's for the Happy Meals and stuff. Yeah, that's oh. um, <laughs> well, um, yeah, never had a McDonald's. Um, but they do have Burger King KFC. Huh. So what's, they what are they trying to do? <laughs> like is, they just is don't it, like the don't McDonald's know. Side. Maybe it's Ronald. They're really scared of Ronald, clowns. Ronald, yeah. I don't blame it. Or the Hamburglar. 
Yeah. He's uh, a dick. Don't want any more criminals coming into the country. Uh, Cambodian flag is the only flag in the world with a building on it. Is it? Yeah. The building, which is the largest religious building in the world. Angkor Wat? Yeah. yeah. Is it religious? It was a religious temple. It's a temple. Right. Uh, it used to be a city complex as well. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because um, that's what the big well, square moat thing is. It's like an so irrigation thing. The way I said this was probably wrong because I said building, but what I wrote down is largest religious structure. Oh. So I suppose there's a difference there. But there's but yeah, a bunch of different parts of it. It's 400 acres. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. don't know um, and how there's... many acres fit in one Luxembourg, but yeah. <laughs> we should figure that out. Um, but they do like bike tours around it. Um which looks amazing, but there's loads of other smaller temples. Like, uh, I put one of the pictures down here. There's like Angkor Thom and Beng Malia and Taprom, I think, is the... It's a part of a temple that has been overgrown with trees and right. the roots have come down and spilt over it. If you... I don't know which button it is. That one. So all the trees have like grown into the temple and around it. Uh, but there's it way more than just it that. So it doesn't break. So how, um, how old is Angkor Wat? Oh, I know, actually. So Angkor Wat, they, they built it between 1,113 and 1,150. That's, That's pretty quite quick. A, quite a while ago. Yeah, and uh, it was built to honour the Hindu god Vishnu. Best of them. One of the best of them. And, uh, yeah. Is that the elephant one? I don't know. Probably should have learnt in the India episode. We sort of glossed over all that shit, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Did you know that um, Cambodia was part of France? Yes. No. It was colonised by France and was part of it for 90 years. And then, during World War Two, it was Japan. Oh. For, isn't, 41 to 50, uh, 45. Isn't the, can't the current king of Cambodia, because it's, it's got a monarch, um, he can trace his heritage back to French royalty. Hmm. And really? he speaks fluent Czech. Czech? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> odd. And there's also there's also a bit of a rumor about the king. Um, Cambod. Whilst I was doing my research, I found out that Cambodia is one of it was voted the second most gay friendly country in Asia. Um, <laughs> that fucking picture. Did you just search gay Cambodia? So, um, Tom gave me a very specific. <laughs> 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 task it was to find a picture of Cambodia gays <laughs> no no you should have found a video of it <laughs> and I type that in and I then go to you know Google Images tools make it large to make sure I've got the largest pictures for your viewing pleasure and uh, this is the first picture that showed up it's, it's an absolute pleasure so it's three three guys oh they're um, dressed as superheroes yeah, yeah they're dressed as superheroes so, so which ones you know, are they we got is that Wolverine Iron, in the middle yeah is that Cap Iron Man Captain America I suppose yeah Captain America or Blue Ranger no, or no. one of the Fantastic Four maybe but yeah that they're, picture is their body excellent. is like facing a different so they're looking back at us and we are sat perfectly exactly like yeah, yeah. who yeah, would you say so. the most sultry is Oh, definitely. I think Iron it, Man. actually, Iron I think Man. I'm the guy in the middle, for sure. And I think Ed, you're. I might be the blue. Guy. I think we're actually in order. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh no, 
I feel like I might Michael be more blue. Far too much. Yeah, I feel like but Tom and I might smile. need to swap. I don't think I'm as blue steel as Iron Man, but yeah, got nice lips. Yeah, I've got a nice mustache. That is a nice little little mustache. Yeah, it's good. Cho- anyway, um, so yeah, it's, it's it hasn't got any laws or, from what I understand, taboos about um uh about homosexuality. No anti no um anti gay laws. Uh, and there's even a small rumor that the king might be gay. Uh, because he's yet to take a wife and has always been very coy when asked and said that his one love is the Buddha. Um, so a lot of people have interpreted that as he might be he might be gay. It'd be really cool. Really that cool. is really cool. It'd be really cool to have a gay monarch. Like really, maybe not so, not great for like the bloodline, but <laughs> like, but that aside, um, yeah, I think it'd be really interesting. So that's just a little, little fact about it. Got another fact yeah, about the, the king probably not related so the king is a trained ballet dancer that i don't i don't i don't <laughs> i don't want to say pandering to stereotypes but you know where did he train i don't know czech republic i suppose that would oh, make yeah, a lot that of sense. Makes, yeah. yeah it's all coming together now um wow so yeah i've got another thing to, to say about the royal family there's a little white house on the screen right now for those who can't um watch it um what do you think this little white house is? It's like a chapel. It looks it looks like it's the just, back end of a chapel it's, or it's not a chapel. It's one room. Is it is it where um ballet studio? No. So is it where is it is it where is like his dog lives? No. So I'm gonna tell you. Un- unless you have another guess. I do, but it wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> it's not a there, shack Tom. shack. Oh weird. <laughs> It is a toilet. Oh, uh, sick. A, t- a toilet that cost 30 grand to build uh, just for the personal use of the Princess Maha Shakri Sirindholm. She must let him rip. Yeah. Yeah. What was the reasoning behind that toilet, I suppose? Well, just that was like on travels. It's not like her toilet. It was They went somewhere and built her toilet. Oh, you hear all this shit about the Queen anyway. Like a uh, British Queen. Whenever... Apparently, whenever she had to, whenever she was going touring around the country or whatever, they would insist, or she would insist, that they build her a brand new toilet whenever she was stopping somewhere. That's ridiculous, dickhead. That's what I've heard. Like whenever they're building, so when take a shit like everyone else. So when she came down to the village by me, to the cockle factory, (laughs) the rumor rumors were that they they built and they they had to build a toilet for her to come just in case she needed to use it. They had toilets anyway, but they had to build a royal toilet. I'd I'd get one of those talking toilets and not tell her. I never seen Just it. give her a little, a little squirt, <laughs> squirt up the bum. Do you think has she ever been to Japan as a She's visit? Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you ever used one of those toilets? Yeah, I have. They we've, are. We've talked we about sp- this at length with uh, okay, Ash. Cool. Yeah, I've, I'm yet to yet to experience it. The closest I've what, got in Day, the one in the no, the rooftop the spinning bar. building. No, I didn't go to that one. The closest, the closest I've got to a heated cause. toilet is going in a little bit too soon after someone else has used it. Oh, that is the worst. But so it's just, it's just, it's, well, it's all about context, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, uh, I got this all wrong. It's not a toilet. It it's is a, a chapel. It, <laughs> it's where she puts the period pads. No, it is a toilet, but it was built for the Thai royal visit to Cambodia. Oh. Uh, okay. And the imported commode will be dumped after the princess's 
that, there's a word missing there, will be dumped after the princess's three-day trip and freestanding outhouse converted into an office. Dumped. Yeah, good use. Good, <laughs> good, use good media. They must right. have missed the word in. Or yeah. On. So that was built for a visiting royal. Yeah. From a different country. I did get the name right, but shit. yeah. And now it's an office. You just need to stand up for yourself, Cambodia. And now there's some like HR secretary sat there. <laughs> Ty King shit in here. Queen. Princess. Princess, sorry. Um, One of, well, as I was saying earlier on, uh, Tom and I were looking to organize an event here. And I messaged our fixer, Yuta. And she's given me a couple of things that, are, you know, that happen every day when she's out there and she's she actually arrived there today um and she said at the moment every, so it's 100 percent of the day she's been there that happened and she's been there for one day uh this stuff has happened in one day yeah um so what you're no, you said something happens every day but she's only been there for one day yeah but she works there and has oh, so it's not there. the first time she's been there no no, no. Oh, okay no she lives next door and works there and and all that shit um, so at the moment, when you call phones, there isn't a ring. Um, it's an encouraging message to get you vaccin, like to encourage you to get your vaccination. That's great. So Wait, instead, what, of, so instead of ring, 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 it's you should go and get a vaccination because otherwise you're going to get sick. Love that. That's mental. Yeah. So the government just changed everyone's ringtone. Yeah. Imagine if they did that here. What would this trust put on our phones? Oh, just well, just a dial tone. It's a disgrace. Oh, okay. It's not a ring. T- it's not your. No, no. <laughs> Call up your nan, and it's like bring, bring. Instead of the bring bit, it's get get jabbed. <laughs> um, she said it's not uncommon to see a single motorbike with an entire family, or even a handmade like truck-sized flatbed being towed by by a single bike. And one of my favourites, which I think happens in a lot of uh, places like this, where it's um, if she hires a private car with a driver. They will randomly stop and conveniently pick up a member of his family and get paid. Um, even if you've paid for like a private private hire. Ah, uh, yeah. So they just load up other people and she was like, uh, people have had like loose chickens in the van. And it's like, there's, there's your private vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's what I got from Yuta, but she's there um, filming wildlife at the minute. Fair. Um, but which includes lots. Um, the national bird is the giant ibis. It's a huge, striking ibis, unique, uh, and it's the largest member of the ibis family. And uh, it's very rare, and because it's so large and rare, it's a near mythical status for bird watchers and conservationists. What's an ibis look like? Uh, a bin chicken. That's what they call them in Australia. They are. I'd say like a bit bigger than a chicken or maybe like a heron. Not like a heron, but with like a long curved, curved beak. Okay. Um, yeah. They call them bin chickens in Australia because they're like they're seagulls. Um, bin chickens. Bin chickens, yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I um, call seagulls like that now. Their national animal is a cupre, which is a species of wild cattle endemic to to cambodia its name is derived from khmer is it khmer khmer is it khmer kami 
alchemy, alchemy. And it's derived from uh, that word for forest ox. It's always been rare, and the last time it was seen was 1988. Wow. Yeah. I should have put that in my mythical beast one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a really famous tourist site called Batambang Bat Caves. And oh, yeah. every night, 15 million bats that have been roosting in caves fly out and catch insects and mosquitoes and flies and other bugs. And um, and then you often get like hawks and eagles and stuff waiting to, to catch them on the wing. But 15 million. It's a lot of bats. And it takes about 40 minutes for the I cave to empty. they're not bats then? Don't know. Harder to catch. No, the net. Don't know. It's you a just... cave. You stick a fucking butterfly net and you got about 20 there. <laughs> yeah. If only you'd been around when they was looking for food. <laughs> that guy's got good ideas. <laughs> but yeah, it takes 40 minutes because there's so many of them, 40 minutes for the caves to clear. Just like a constant stream of bats. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. Having so, to do that every day though, the bats must be, if you're at the end of the queue, like if you don't get ready quick enough, yeah, your wife's still getting like, changed so and like Mr. Train. Oh, everyone's coming back in now. <laughs> Um, it's also home to some of the largest freshwater fish in the world. In this picture behind me, you can't see it really, but Which is scale, a lovely use of this green screen studio. That full color around the green net there, that's the body of a freshwater stingray. And then that lady with the pink hat behind me is holding its tail. So that's like what... A meter and a half wide. It's like that. Probably about six. So subways. from head to tail, sixteen point five feet long. What? Oh, so sixteen point five subways. Sixteen and a half subways. Yeah. And um, wide? Do you know? They're, I guess I don't know. Yeah, but you've got take, the tail take in the there. tail out of it. I don't know how long the tail is. It looks like a meter and a half, and they can get up to one thousand three hundred pounds. What's that in regular money? Six hundred kilograms. Yeah. Fuck I don't me. Know. 600 kilograms. So he's related to the one that took Steve Steve Irwin? I guess so. Uh, The other one wasn't fresh water, but um, I've seen videos recently of like, it looks like people have been training them like dolphins to come out onto the edge of an aquarium and like flap around and get fed. It looks bonkers. I didn't know you could do that with with, um, Stingray. So... In that picture, is it rescuing or fishing? Like what? I'd they imagine do they're it? tagging it and stuff like that, but they have caught it. Um, do people eat it? I don't know. You can eat ray. You can, yeah. Skate and, and stuff like that. It's quite good. But they also have a fish called the Mekong catfish. We're going to need to talk about the Mekong River I've, at some point as well. It's I've heard bonkers. about this fish. Nine foot long. Um <laughs> Weighed an astounding 646 pounds, so that's 300 kilos if you half it, I guess. And it's the largest exclusively freshwater fish ever recorded. Other names for it are the dog-eating catfish. <laughs> um, well, that's the only other one I know, but Sounds because like they eat dogs. Bad motherfucker. That's mental. Yeah. Huge. And they belong in the River of Giants, the Mekong River, which is... I've, I've done... Way too much research about the waterways of That's <laughs> right, Cambodia. So they're part of the Mekong River, and it's the 12th longest river in the world, and it joins so many countries together. Was it China, Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, Tibet? 
I think it might start in Tibet. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah, the Tibetan Himalayas feed the river. In Thailand That's and Laos, much. it's called the Mekong or the Mainam Kong. Um, and that both they that means mother water. And then in China, it's referred to as Langkang Jiang, which means turbulent river. And then Vietnam is Kulong for nine dragons, which is pretty sick. Then 75% of the Mekong flows during monsoon between July and October. And that results in substantial flooding um, when they don't have enough outlets. And it's a regular thing called flood pulses. So every time it rains heavily, it... It breaks its banks. And that is the Mekong. That's presumably why they have such good rice. Need, yeah, need, it need feeds... Wet, wet paddy fields. Yeah, it feeds everything. Um, rice paddies and uh, any other irrigation. And loads of people live on it as well. Yeah, because there's like the water gypsies uh, are in... It's on the Ton, ton, the, sap. ton the Sap. Yeah, yeah. Um, it must be quite inconvenient. Though. You must have to like adapt to the river breaking its bank and stuff like that all the time well, well if they've house, got the house houses floats, on stilts then... and and they float yeah mm. so they they deal with it very well um but do you do you remember uh because tom and i were researching about dip, we were going to do long tail boats across the tonless app mm -hmm. do you remember us talking about the vietnamese being basically the Khmer Rouge targeted Vietnamese people, so they fled from Cambodia. Oh, uh, yeah, and they're like undocumented. So, yeah, they're stateless. No documents, no land. They have to have moving houses because they have no rights to any land whatsoever. Yeah, and they Let, live They live on... Let's wind back then, because I'm not sure what happened in Cambodia is actually that, like, known, sadly. Uh, Kev, can you, uh, t Tom? Do you have a history lesson for us? Or I got, I don't, wanna, I don't want to go on for too long because um, it's pretty depressing at times. Um, so the the Camille Rouge obviously means so. So Camille is the the name for Cambodian people, the Cambodian ethnic group, the Cambodian language. Rouge, as you can probably tell, means red in French. Um, so it was the Red Camille. They were a a Communist, um, communist party, um, Maoist communist party. So a very agrarian based. Wanted to like radical agrarian ideology based on one party rule, rejection of urban and western ideas, um, abolition of private property, increasing food production through collective farming. They believed that you know collective farming would ensure economic security for Cambodia's overwhelmingly poor village um, population. It was sort of self-reliance and intense nationalism, um, and basically, there's a, there's a the period which is most well known for um, is when they actually came to came to power, which is sort of between seventy five and seventy nine. How did they come to power? Revolution, yeah, um, and um, they as most people know about the killing fields. I think like it's something like twenty percent of the population died during the Khmer Rouge. Um, uh, which is about a million and a half to three million people, largely um, intellectuals, people from the middle classes. Oh, it was um, people with glasses. That was was one of one them. of the worst examples. Yeah, yeah. people with glasses because they assumed you're intellectual, you wore glasses. Um, and it, and when you think about it in that, what I just said earlier about agrarian, you know, um, non-intellectual sort of. It really started off as this is a workers, farmers organization, and you know the people in the cities are the intelligentsia who need to be exterminated. Um, 
so yeah they were brought out to fields there were forced labor fields um sort of had this like forced collectivization where they just like take loads of people out into the countryside force them to work um in appalling conditions then ultimately that just turned into getting rid of a complete class of people um people were forced to dig their own graves and then would be shot into them um and yeah there's over you know 20,000 mass grave sites in the killing fields estimated 1.38 million victims of executions um and that doesn't include people who died from disease and starvation it was so bad that vietnam invaded and toppled the khmer rouge because the us was supporting them because they were enemies with the vietnamese the us was supporting them so so, so the khmer rouge helped the us launch bombing runs mm. into um viet cong into the north korea into north vietnam so they weren't doing anything Fucking and then hell. and that, i don't know if this is right or just speculation but i heard that some vietnamese uh people were hiding in on the territory of uh cambodia and cambodia except like told the us they were allowed to bomb it so they bombed Cambodian territory to kill Vietnamese people that were hiding there. Yeah. <laughs> if we didn't say it enough about Pretty America. Free. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, like what the Khmer Rouge did was <laughs> terrible and allowed to get away with. But yeah, but you know, like a lot, a lot of these people were brought to trial, uh, arrested, and executed fairly you know. recently as well. Like, the last one was only only about ten years ago or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of people go. There's a lot of um, a lot of films being made about the killing fields and some books, um, and loads of people go to see it. It's like I don't. It's not really. It's really lazy to say like it's there Auschwitz, Auschwitz. But it's it's, but it's a, it's, a, a, a site of tourism. It, no, yeah, I think I, th I think yeah, a site of sort of reflection and yeah. sort of remembrance like that. Um, but another another one of the really sad things that came out of. Um, the Khmer Rouge period is that Cambodia is the most heavily landmined country in the world. Um, and some estimate some 400,000 landmines still there. And it has the highest proportion of amputees of any country in the world. Up to 300 people per month are being amputated because of landmines. Still. Still. It's incredible. Fuck and w one out of every 290 Cambodians is amputated. That's 40,000. Wow, that's crazy. But you want um, to hear about the hotel? There's one last thing I wanted to mention. Um, the whole like period is remembered on day on the day of remembrance. I think it's the 20th of May or 26th of May or something like that. But before it was called National Day of Hatred. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it's very Orwellian. Day of hatred. Mm -hmm. National Day of Hatred. Yeah. Wow. Well, it had to be, you know, no, we have said. To talk about like, it, yeah. this is mental. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually what? crazy. Yeah, what I think it's happened. just the first country we've done which has had like a proper genocide in it. You could argue that Israel ones, Israel's ones, a bit. You know, but yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that that does loop back to the people in the floating villages. So they're stateless people now that have no identity. Ah, have no claim to land whatsoever because back then they were they were vietnamese 
but they were Cambodians. But because of the animosity between the Cambodian state and Vietnam, they the Cambodian government made the Vietnamese minority. They they revoked their citizenship, mm-hmm. and Vietnam will not take them back. So they are literally trapped on this lake, um, as stateless lake gypsies, effectively. Mm. Yeah, it's bonkers. That's so strange. Why won't the Vietnamese take them back? Is there a reason? Not sure. Don't no, want to. And surely, surely now the Cambodians could take them back. I don't know. It's I think. I think that's uh, yeah. I mean, they're probably just assuming here. They're fairly happy. Uh, where they are, I suppose yeah. it's like a quite tight well, community. I don't know. There's 170 floating villages that depend on fishing for their livelihood, and their homes built directly on the water. Um, and it, the Tonless app itself supplies half of the crops and fishing for Cambodia. Massive! It's the biggest biggest lake in Southeast Asia. Tonless app, 2,700 square kilometers, and the river that feeds it probably stepping on your facts here is the only river in the world that flows both ways seasonally what um so uh the tonlesap river meets the mekong in phnom in phnom penh which then travels through so normally the lake feeds down into into the mekong but during the monsoon river the mekong swells so much that the Uh. water turns back in the opposite direction and flows back into the lake which is why it gets so which is why it, it it sort of expands so much is it a clash of like colors is one yeah yeah mekong's dirty yeah that's dirty what, that's how i expect and the lake's fairly blue i suppose so. oh it's still pretty dirty yeah, it's pretty oh. pretty brown silty you know mm. um deepest point is 10 meters oh, what that deep that's yeah. it yeah. yeah i'm not sure about when the mekong turns it might might go a lot deeper but I think on average it's um, ten meters being the deepest point. I mean, it's still like five times me, but yeah, you two meters, just just under one ninety-five. Um, it's also a UNESCO biosphere zone, which means it's a very very important part of. But does it mean it's protected or yeah. <laughs> it's just zone? Okay. I think it's protected if it's UNESCO, right? Yeah, and got a clue of. Um, and that is Cambodia for me. <laughs> Tonlesap is is just one of those places that we looked at so much. Oh, we spent we spent fucking months. Yeah, looking at that river, looking at all the potential sites on that river, planning routes on that river. And uh, what happened? I can't remember. Uh, couldn't get permission. Couldn't get permission to let people drive boats there ah uh, yes i remember that yeah yeah bummer but we'll get back there we'll get yeah. there occasionally uh, at some point even and you know when when we do when we do get start putting on events in cambodia inevitably we'll need um places for them to stay overnight exactly which, which leads me seamlessly to yeah. uh the you know the usual segment Brought to you in association with the Arthur Guesthouse, Bristol's premium guesthouse accommodation, um, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Well, we don't know that yet, but... Slow, slow phoenix. Um, this is the Queenswood Hotel, Phnom Penh. Phnom Penh? Uh, to- just straight off the bat, that isn't the same alphabet there. 
There's two. Mm, I'm yes. guessing one's one's oh, Chinese three. and one's three. Oh yeah, there's three. Yeah, one's English, one's Kami, and one's Kami. Chinese. Character Mandarin. Let's go with that as a safe bet. Totally disappointed with this hotel. We were both excited to go there. Based on the pictures, it was a filthy, rundown hotel. The first room we went into had a terrible smell of cigarette smoke and a huge patch of mould in the ceiling. We tried to sleep there because we were both tired, but after five minutes, we just turned around, looked at each other and thought, let's get a new room, shall we? So we went down, explained, to the ro- explained the room smelled of smoke. The receptionists were kind enough to give us a new room. At least this one didn't smell of smoke, but it just smelt mouldy and old. The sheets and sofas had stain on, stains on them. Everything looked so run down and old. They never air these rooms out or what? Maybe because they have prison bars on them. So I called quits and gave my keys to the receptionist and walked out, found another hotel nearby. Blah, blah, blah. Never again. The hotel was horrible. As soon as I stepped into the lobby, I was greeted by this awful stench. Come to find out it permeated from the whole hotel, with the lobby and the dining area being the epicenter. <laughs> the hotel slash rooms are dated and they need a refresh paint of co- a coat of paint. The room I was assigned was not shown on their advertisement. The walls were stained and the room smelled mouldy. There was a power outage in the middle of the night. Best time to have a power outage. Um, um, I woke up to a very warm, warm room. Breakfast was deplorable. I woke up to a warm room. You're in fucking Cambodia. But it's probably the power yeah, No AC. Oh. Uh, there's one f- very long one, um, which I hope you're... Actually, they, they named up a company. Oh, God. Here we go. Dirty, cockroach-infested, and unsafe. We were booked here as part of a G Adventures tour in December 2015. Wow. Our tour leader warned us previously that the hotel was a two-star, unsafe, and there had been complaints about money being stolen from bedrooms. Why would you still take it? Why are you still taking it? Well, (laughs) seven years ago, so maybe G Adventures have uh, have, tightened their act a bit. We were instructed to keep all our cash on us and our passports in the safety box behind the reception. Got to sleep with your, like, passport. Little sack or a little bum bag. To start, the room was filthy and had no natural light. The only window to the room opened out into the corridor where the lift and stairs were, but had iron bars over it, giving the impression we were in a prison. (laughs) Behind the door was a notice which had some hotel rules, which included no child sex. Already, this was alarming. The bedsheets looked dirty. And as we sat down on the bed, a cockroach ran from under the pillows. The bathroom was filthy and essentially a giant wet room with no separate shower, meaning everything in there would get soaked should we use it. This would have been a task, though, as the shower head was left dangling from the wall with nothing to attach it to. We felt very unsafe and promptly checked out checked and went across the road to another hotel, which was a lot nicer. I would, lo- I would not recommend this hotel to anybody. We lasted about 30 minutes which is a hilarious callback to the no child sex. Yes. That's it. <laughs> 30 minutes. Good effort. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and the, the I didn't realize hotels actually had signs like that. Neither did I. Oh, well, apparently well, like Cambodia's got really high levels of child trafficking. Oh, okay. So impoverished. Um, big gross fat fat white men going over there. And poverty. 
but yeah go look it up if you get the chance the the pictures of like people in people with like hundreds of bed bug bites oh, and God. just you know it's just yeah pretty grim but it might got better since then look at the alpha guest house turned it around <laughs> all i needed was a fire i'm pretty sure yeah all the bed bugs are gone now <laughs> cremated or, yeah, so or I'm running out. hardened into <laughs> tougher <laughs> <laughs> solidified that's yeah that's it i've got one more little thing i'm conscious that i'm gonna, i've been speaking a lot oh, but dude, um, crack on it's, it's my my big horny boy the ting vor also known as the god you know sometimes they spell things ting vor also known as ting vor with an extra h and no one less a like why well, i say it exactly the same way a snake eating cow is a bovid mammal reputed to exist in Cambodia and Vietnam. The vor's appearance is as is as a real species should be regarded as questionable. Uh, the vor is normally described as a cow-like animal with peculiar twisting horns about 50 centimeters long and spotted fur. It has often had some sort of connection with snakes varying between the stories. It was it was erroneously translated as jungle sheep leading to a mistaken assumption that the animal was related to sheep or goats. Yeah, definitely doesn't look like a sheep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah they think it's a snake eating cattle um, uh, so yeah are fake people new... scared of it or I don't know I think they just think it might have used used to exist I mean snakes are bound to be scared of it yeah, yeah for sure I mean, I'm not sure about tarantulas though but you got the stabby bit oh you do have the stabby bit yeah but from what I can see it's just a cow yeah looks like it's probably bull. just some weird with some hairy horns is that is that Fur or is that like de- more spikes? De- like decoration, yeah. Oh, it just decorates itself before before going out. Oh, it looks a bit gilded. Almost. It does, yeah. Um, not the best one, but as I'd looked at a lot of the folklore, and because it's so Buddhisty there, they have loads of, like Indian deities. I'm like, I'm yeah. not really in the mood for that. <laughs> is that not your YouTube uh, evening thing? Yet? I'm back on Byzantium actually. To be honest, Excellent. Um, I can't wait until we do a country that really, like the Byzantium Empire, tickle, had a huge effect pickles. on. Yeah, we should probably do Turkey at some point. Love to do Turkey. I've got lots of Turkeys. I've been, I've been four times. Should we do that next? Oh, I'd love to do, do Turkey next. Yeah. Have you been, Kev? No. Have you been, Ed? Been twice. Where did you go? Istanbul the first time, and then the second time I just drove across it. So pretty much all of it. Did just you go- seen, but without stopping. Did you go to Cappadocia? I did go to Cappadocia. I went to Didim. Uh, Didim. And, and, <laughs> and Istanbul. And uh, Trabzon, like that area. You might have gone past through Konya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and Kaiseri. I remember that name as well. Um, the way you guys are saying these names doesn't sound like that's the way they're supposed to be said. <laughs> Konya is pretty, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it? Konya, yeah. Didim okay. as well, like, I mean, it's D-I-D-I-M. Yeah, and it. Istanbul. And Batman. <laughs> I'd love to go. Istanbul's amazing. I'm going to have to go and get my um, yeah, my, bald, my bald patch going. I might go there. I wouldn't mind getting... I've got like a... a, a, a some cosmetic dentistry I like to get fixed. Oh, have you got a snaggle? i got a bit of a snaggle tooth. It's not a snaggle. i got like a... Recess- Is that a snaggle tooth then? It's like slightly... uh, uh, well, mine, mine pokes out a bit. I've got one that's slightly recessed. And it's the one that... 
basically I use it to filter all my red wine. So it, so it, like, it just darkens over time. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, when you have a sip of coffee and you're like, and you stick it through your teeth, but it's like guided into this like little jet. So it always like stains it. So I've got like a, what looks like a dead tooth, but it's not a dead tooth. Like it's scale and polished. So it's not, but I need to have that fixed. I Why don't we go on a, a trip to, Oh my God. Cause yeah. you're, well, you're never going bald. Cause you've, I, well, what is it? Your, your hair is, we call it brown smoke. Have you ever touched my hair, Ed? No. Oh, it mate, it's soft. Do you have a go? It's, it's soft. so soft. soft. Really soft. Oh my god! What? I got some, I got some product in it, so it's not fresh out of the shower when I had a, when I had my head shaved. It's it's like it's like rubbing a kitten's belly. It is. It's very soft. Yeah. That was impressive. I've never touched thin. Hair like that. That's the only problem. But I think. But thin. You but said your dad had hair, thin. like a full head of hair, right? Yeah, pretty much up until up until he died. No connection. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we should go on a trip. Is there any cosmetic surgery you want to get, Ed? I'd probably get my head done if I had to. Yeah? Get a small yeah. Do you reckon you're going to go bald? I don't reckon I know. <laughs> like, oh, there's, really? There's no hair in my family. Okay, fair. All right, well, let's do a road trip. We'll all get, we'll get cosmetic surgery. I'd love that. I'll get my tits done. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a bit of lipo. Yeah, where, would you, where would you get it? Oh, kidneys. I got, I got a bit of kidney fat. You mean like on my body or in which which city? <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you mean like inside your kidneys or just around? Around my kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could get them to put a gallbladder back inside me. Oh, yeah. A reverse gallbladder removal. <laughs> a placement. Yeah. <laughs> Off to Turkey then. We can plan Yeah, out. nice. Cool. I like Turkey. Goodbye. Fantastic. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. See you in Turkey. Turkey.